0: Steve just uh, I mean, that's that's the way to put it. The, the dude balls out. Uh, he- Inky's beat writer,
1: Brian Hilton. He covers the Inky's for Sports Illustrated. He is the producer of the Yes Network. Oh, man. That's a great question. You do the show every week and you got a lot of great guests. I mean, Jack Curry of the Yes Network.
0: Wow. That's a terrific question. So I've been...
1: What is going on everyone today? Welcome to episode two of the Insider View. Today, we are talking with Yankees, Somerset Patriots reporter, Eli Fishman. We're going to talk some Yankees prospects and everything. Eli, thank you so much for coming on and joining me today.
0: Hello, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, looking forward to, to getting after it, talking some baseball, talking some Yankees, and thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, so this is episode two of Inside Review, a pretty new podcast here on Backstage Baseball Network. So we are looking forward, definitely really excited to talk because there's not a lot of people that you could talk to me in case prospects with because it's not something that's common. So I'm very excited to talk. Give us a little intro. Wait, who are you? Where can people find you?
0: Uh, so my name is Eli Fishman. Um, I'm a sophomore sports media student at Ithaca College uh, in upstate New York. And like you, how, how, how old are you?
1: I'm thirteen.
0: You're 13, and how long have you been uh, been doing this?
1: I've been doing this for a year.
0: Nice. So, like you, I started, started very young with, you know, website, YouTube channel, social media, all that, covering a lot of minor league baseball, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door um, at 11, 12 years old, covering a lot of the Yankee system, a lot of local minor league baseball, and uh, writing for a few different websites, um, working on my YouTube channel, all that stuff. And then graduated to writing for some some bigger websites, and I've always been into broadcasting. I want to be a play-by-play broadcaster in the big league someday, and that's open. And as a reporter, that opened some doors um, in in the broadcast industry. And luckily, I've been. Um, this is going to be my first season as the number two broadcaster for the Somerset Patriots. Last season, I was in their media relations department, did a lot of social media, a lot of a lot of work with the broadcast, and um, got to do some play-by-play as well. But this upcoming season, I'm going to be their number two broadcaster. So working with the AA affiliate of the Yankees is, uh, is, is something super cool and looking forward to that. And um, it's been a journey so far and looking forward to what's going to continue.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to just hearing you in the booth when I turn into Somerset Patriot game. Hopefully I'll be able to make it out to Somerset and maybe we can uh, hang out a little together before the game. Um, but hopefully Absolutely. we can, can get out there to Somerset. It's such a nice stadium out there. It's just like a cool vibe. I came out there in the summer one year. It's just a cool vibe because you're sitting – I was sitting like right behind the dugout. the players, like you can have conversations with the players. It's such a nice vibe out there.
0: It's the best. The The atmosphere of any minor league baseball stadium, but especially in Somerset. Great fans. There's the camaraderie of the ballpark. There's there's nothing like it. Um, you know, they 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 definitely pack the house every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A lot of the night games and weekend days. That's it's a packed house, seven eight thousand people. So just that atmosphere is so much fun, and um, especially how good the team was last year, the Eastern League champions. And you know, I'm sure we'll get into some of the names that were were on that team last year. Just the support in the community, um, the events outside of the ballpark too. Um, it's it's a special atmosphere and a special team.
1: Yeah, so everyone's going to want to hear thoughts, obviously, on the prospect that everyone's talking about. That's Anthony Volpe. Give me your thoughts on whether you think he's going to make an appearance in the big leagues this year, and just your general thoughts on Anthony Volpe. Obviously, you being able to have a special connection with him, being in media relations with Somerset. So tell me a little about what it's like just hanging, like being around Anthony Volpe, the presence he brings to the clubhouse, and if you think he's going to make an appearance in 2023.
0: Anthony Volpe is just a stud. I, I mean, that's... That's the way to put it. The, the dude balls out. Uh, he, he has that, that leadership, that captain's presence on the field. He doesn't necessarily have the biggest personality. He's a very quiet, reserved guy, but he plays the game with his heart. He has that leadership. Guys surround him. Guys look to him, even though he was the youngest guy on the team for a majority of the season this past year uh, at 20, and then he turned 21 years old during the season. And the fact that he was that young and balling out the way that he did in Double A says a lot about, about what's to come. He's still so young. I mean, you look at a lot of the top players in the game. Aaron Judge was, you know, in his mid twenties when he came up. Anthony Volpe just turned 21 years old, so there's there's a lot a lot to come with him, and he's just a special ball player. You know, you talk about guys who have that it factor on the field. A guy who may go 0 for 4, but the way he hustles out to his position, the way he plays shortstop, fields his position, uh, the way he runs out balls, the way he puts the ball in play the way he puts his heads down and runs, the, the leads he gets on the bases, just everything you watch about Anthony Volpe is, is special. You know, he has that electricity it factor on the field. So it was, it was very, very special to take in this past season. The clutch factor as well. Um, a few go-ahead home runs on the road. He had a walk-off home run in the 10th inning to clinch the playoff for, for Somerset that eventually got them. Um, to the championship and to win the championship. He wasn't with the team in the playoffs. He was up in A, but he he got them there with that walk-off home run in the 10th inning against Gavin Hollowell, who is in the big leagues with the Rockies at the end of last season, only a month after hitting a home run off of him, um, Hollowell was in the big leagues. So Anthony, Anthony Volpe is, is definitely quite special. And to go back to, you know, how soon we'll see him in the Bronx, I, I think it's definitely hard to say. He still hasn't conquered that Triple A level. Um, he only got up there for a cup of coffee at the the end of the season just to get just to get some reps got a little bit of a slow start but got on his horse just like he did in Somerset he had a very slow start to the season um, in Somerset but eventually you know when he got cracking Anthony Volpe he he put put quite a lot of balls in play let's say that Um, he he sprays to all parts of the field a lot of power a lot of speed Um, he's definitely the complete package and um, he's definitely going to make an impact wherever he goes, even if it's not instant, you know, even if a guy comes up to the big leagues, it's obviously going to take you a few weeks to get acclimated. Some guys, it takes days. Some guys, it doesn't take any time. Some guys, it takes weeks, months, years, but as soon as he gets up there, he's going to contribute.
1: I have to say Jason Dominguez wasn't with you guys for so long. I don't believe, but he definitely was with you guys for a certain portion of the season. Um, on the note of Anthony Volpe, the Yankees, number two or three prospects, depending what you look at, um, it says he's, he's definitely a phenomenal player. And he definitely has been kind of people have been saying that he hasn't been performing to the caliber that he's supposed to, but look, the guy's young. He has a ton of potential. That's Jason Dominguez. What are your thoughts on Jason Dominguez, the Martian? And just, how is it like, again, basically same question. Obviously he's not going to make an appearance later, but what is it like being around a guy like Jason Dominguez? It's,
0: it's definitely crazy. I mean, same thing with Volpe. Um, just the atmosphere that they bring to the ballpark. You you know, you walk down the tunnel, and there's hundreds of people surrounding, asking for autographs, going crazy. There were there were Volpe chants and MVP chants um, at the ballpark. And um, Somerset was always independent; they were always um, not affiliated with Major League Baseball. You know, some some big players that came through throughout the years, but there was nothing that I've ever experienced like being on the field or being near either of those guys, Volpe or Dominguez. When everyone is just screaming at them and going crazy, asking for autographs, and you know the the hundreds of people that had Anthony Volpe jerseys in Double A, I that's something I've never seen. So it was so cool to see Anthony Volpe Somerset Patriots jerseys all throughout the ballpark and see his name on on backs in Double A. Um, and obviously, he's a hometown kid too. From watching New Jersey, he was only lived fifteen minutes from the ballpark. Lived at home with a bunch of his teammates, living in his basement during the season, actually. Um, so just that atmosphere and, and how many people were drawn to him, how many people were, were drawn to the ballpark was cool, was cool. It was, it was, it was amazing. Um, and then to go back to Dominguez, similar thing. I mean, he, he's got that hype. There's a reason his, uh, his baseball card, or you, you see the hype, his baseball card. I don't remember the exact figure. It was like $560,000, yeah. 500,000, something, um, some insane number that his baseball card sold for. So, obviously, the, the autograph hunters surround, you know, when you, when you walk out of the ballpark late at night after a long day, 11 p.m., hour after the game, there are sometimes still dozens and dozens of fans waiting out for their autographs. And sometimes they, they you try to sneak out, you know. Um, and so, that's it's definitely cool when you kind of walk out of the ballpark into the parking lot to go home and there's, there's the autograph hunters there just because, you know, they're, you're, you're there. You're definitely in that major league atmosphere and environment when you have those guys like Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe in a double A ballpark. So um, it, it was definitely super cool. And Dominguez, similarly, he's kind of, you know, a reserved, quieter guy, definitely has a same thing as Volpe um, has a big smile on his face. Can, um, he, he plays the game with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, uh, loves the game. And you can see that with the way that both of them carried themselves. And as for Dominguez, I mean, you saw what he did last year in the playoffs in Somerset. At 19 years old, 19 years old in double A is pretty insane. And he came up to the playoffs. He mashed throughout the playoffs, um, hit two home runs from the championship game that gave Somerset the the Eastern League title, one from either side of the plate. And doing that at 19 years old, there's there's a lot to come for Jason Dominguez. I mean, you saw at 16, 15, 16 years old when he was nicknamed the Martian, like the raw tools that he had, just the power, the speed, the arm in the outfield, all that, just how how raw and those are God gift, God given gifts. You can't teach what Jason Dominguez has. Some of the other things that he's going to improve on, you can teach, and that's what that's what the goal is to get him to the big leagues. But um, Jason Dominguez definitely has has some special tools to work with.
1: So we've been talking about two obvious players that are going to make an impact at the big leagues someday, and I want to talk about a specific player that you might have in mind that might. People are overlooking or is underrated. Do you have any specific player in mind that you think is underrated that you've seen play that you think people should talk about a little more?
0: I mean, there are a lot of guys when you when you watch you know box scores so closely. I watched games for all of the Yankees affiliates um and just getting to see these guys day in and day out. There are a lot of guys that a lot of people have never heard of that you, you know you watch and you're like, this dude's a monster. Um, there's there's so many guys that come to mind. One of them is finally getting some hype on social media, Andres Chaparro, um, mm-hmm. who had a monster year in double A last year, with I think he had finished the season with 20 home runs. Um, in and he only played three quarters of the season due due to an injury. Um he's just so impressive. Chaparro hits some of the some of the furthest baseballs, hardest baseballs you will ever see. He's had exit velocities up to 117 miles per hour, mashed in double A last year. Uh, is going to be back this year. So that's definitely going to be really exciting. Um, A couple guys that were just added to the 40-man roster in Johnny Brito and Matt Crook, two guys that weren't talked about a ton. I don't think either of them are on the Yankees' top 30 prospects, Crook or Brito, two kind of older guys that have some experience. Crook was a uh, Rule 5 pick from the Rays a couple of years ago in the minor league portion, and he pitched in Somerset last year and uh, Scranton – or sorry, Somerset in 2021 – And Scranton last year, sinker baller, ground ball guy. Crook is really impressive. Same thing with Brito. Not going to strike out a ton of guys, um, but a a disgusting changeup. Good fastball. Gets a lot of ground balls. So those are two guys that are going to make an impact. Clayton Beater's a top prospect. Um, I think he's in the Yankees' top 15 who looked dominant at Somerset last year. Um, Every outing that he had was was just insane towards the end of the year. After that trade for Joey Gallo, uh, he was the pitcher that they acquired he's going to be something special. Jason Rosario um, is an outfielder who was in double-A last year, who, who was really, really impressive. The guy barely strikes out, puts a lot of balls in play. Great outfielder as well. Elijah Dunham is another outfielder that I know um, a lot of people are starting to hear about who had an insane glove, big arm, crazy power. um, And he was the complete package last year in Somerset. Um, And at the lower levels, there's, you know, 25 pitchers names, I could rattle off because, you know, the stats definitely get a a little bit boosted and guys tend to struggle once you get to the higher levels. But at the lower levels, um, especially last year's draft class, last year's draft class was for the Yankees was stacked. And then two years ago, Brendan Beck as well, um, who is yet to make his professional debut because he underwent Tommy John surgery. Um, Last year's draft class, especially the pitchers, plus Brendan Beck, I mean, at the lower levels, there's a lot of guys to look forward to.
1: Yeah, definitely looking forward to see a lot of these guys play. I actually had a pleasure of interviewing Andres Chaparro um, earlier this month. He's an awesome guy to talk to and just fascinating to hear. But I want to ask you, when a player gets called up, whether that's to A or to the major leagues, how does the team react? What is the reaction? Is it like, oh, no, we're losing a big guy in Anthony Volpe, he's going up? Or is it more like we're getting excited for him? And it just boosts the energy in the clubhouse that day.
0: You always get excited. It always, it always you up when you, when a guy gets promoted because that's the end goal um i mean in the minors obviously you want to win obviously you want to win day in day out win a championship but at the end of the day the the goal for the yankees organization and the goal for everyone is to get to the big leagues to stay there to help the yankees win a world series so every time a guy gets promoted um everyone on the team is is ecstatic is fired up everyone in you know the media the front office everyone is, is just great um you never feel you obviously it's bittersweet when you, when you lose someone to the next level, but um, it's, it's always exciting when, when someone gets another step in their end goal uh, to get making it to the big leagues. Yeah, definitely. So what is it like when,
1: Uh, a major leaguer comes down to rehab with the team. What is the player's reaction? Do they feel they're watching him to see what they can do? Does the player specifically go up to players and give them advice and try to talk to them and build like relationships because maybe they're going to be the future of the Yankees. Um, Obviously we know how the fans react in Somerset, but uh, I'm specifically, I want to know how the players in Somerset and how the player specifically rehabbing reacts.
0: It depends on the player, but most of the time, I'm not going to lie to you. The players, they get there 10 minutes before first pitch. And the second out of the game, they're gone. Um, it's usually, you know, you come in, you, you get your business done and you, you head back home to New York. But um, some guys, some guys, I mean, a role is Chapman. He hung around in the Yank in the Patriots dugout, was laughing, hanging out with players, getting to know guys. Um, so that was definitely cool to see Ron Marinaccio, um, hung out with a lot of guys because he was in Somerset in 2021 and he came down to rehab and, you know, really hung out with the team, had fun. Domingo Herman as well. When he came came down, you know, was, was joking with guys was in the dugout for the whole game was sitting there cracking jokes, smiling on his face, hanging around during, hanging around during BP. So it depends on the guy, but a lot of the guys, you know, they're, they're down in the minors again, chewing seeds in a little ballpark. You have fun with it. You give guys advice Um you know, you hang out and have fun, and and those guys when they do really converse and hang out with uh the when the players really converse and hang out with the rehab guys, it's definitely cool for them too. Um, you always get and you always get treated to a good meal when a when a rehab guy comes down. They always buy a good meal for the uh, the entire clubhouse as part of your your rehab. That's kind of that's kind of like what the deal is. So so guys are always definitely excited and it's always super cool. Um, there was a cool picture. Roldis Chapman got to meet uh Jason Dominguez as well. And they talked and hung out. Chapman gave him some advice, too. So there's definitely cool moments like that.
1: As I say, it's probably fun for like the guys who are like young, who just got called up to the majors. Obviously, it's not fun to get injured, but then they get to go back and rehab. It's kind of like going back to your summer camp when you're a lot older and just seeing all the guys there. It must be fun for them. But I, w- I want to ask you, um, who do you think if you're looking at anybody specific, who do you think can make an appearance for the, in the majors in 2023?
0: That's tough. There's there's a lot there's a lot of guys. I mean, you look at the pitching department. Two guys that I mentioned, Johnny Brito and and Matt Crook, um, who I think we're going to see in the Bronx have some big time impacts. Um, Greg Weiser saw him a little bit at the at the end of the year last year for the Yankees in the bullpen. Um, but I've hyped him up for a while, and I think Greg Weiser. You know, you only saw a little bit. I know he had he had one little blow up outing, but um, we just saw a little bit of of um, Weiser, and he's going to be a big contributor for the Yankees bullpen. I definitely think that um, you know, Peraza, Cabrera as well. Um, I think there's there's definitely a lot of depth, a lot of depth. You know, they they had a the Yankees have made a lot of big time signings on the minor league free agent market. Michael Hermosillo, Rafael Ortega, uh to name a couple of them off the top of my head. Um they've signed some minor league free agents that are definitely gonna fill some fill some roles down the stretch when you need them.
1: Yeah. So I have to ask you kind of, this is just more of a fun question. What's your favorite part about working with Somerset? Is it the food there? Is it being able to develop relationships with the players? What is it that you enjoy?
0: You named two big ones. I'm a big food guy and the food, ballpark food, the, uh, the ballpark food in general, great in Somerset. They got an oink and moo barbecue pulled pork sandwiches, all that love that stand. Um, and then our press box catering is always tremendous. Um, getting, getting to hang out with the players, converse with them, uh, you know, be a part of their journey to the big leagues too, is because, you know, we and everyone in the front office and everyone in minor league baseball, for the most part, you're trying to work your way up to the big league. So being able to do that with the players and kind of go through that same process is definitely awesome. But um, my favorite part is when you're in the booth during the games, you know, you do so much work, you do so much prep, you do so much behind the scenes stuff throughout your day to get ready for the game and get ready for that those nine innings those you know 27 plus outs um, during the game and so when you're when you're in the booth when you're when you're calling the game when you're doing your work during the game it's kind of the culmination of everything and all your hard work um, and to see everything that goes into the broadcast or whether it's social media stuff during the game on the scoreboard um, everything that everything that happens during the game that that you put in work for that's definitely the best and most rewarding part you know when you just have you just have a good game in the booth so when i come down there to somerset i'm gonna
1: to have to take you out for a meal and we'll have to do a whole thing out there but definitely thank I you i got so- you i got you all right thank you so much for coming on any last things you want to say before i wrap it up
0: uh i don't know i mean i would just say to you because because uh great work i've been seeing all the all the interviews you've been doing and everything um honored to to come on as well with all the big names that you've gotten on your podcast so just keep grinding, man. And it's, it's a lot of fun and and it definitely gets rewarding.
1: Thank you so much. Definitely looking forward to hopefully seeing you down in Somerset. This podcast will be available on Spotify and on the YouTube page. Thank you guys so much. Make sure to follow Eli on Twitter. His link will be in the description and we'll see you next time.